Hi, this is Relate to the Bible podcast with Deborah Styling, a podcast that helps listeners realize the Bible is still relevant in the 21st century. I would like you to understand how I relate the Bible to my life or the things I've read, the movies I've watched, things I've seen, videos, or how I make connections to things in the world. When I'm reading the Bible, I reflect on it. The example is um, Matthew 7, verse 1. Judge not that ye be not judged. One time I belonged to an organization, and they had a new member. And I didn't think that person seemed like a very nice person, so kind of stayed away and watched from a distance over different meetings. And it turned out that that person was really, really nice. And I had judged them by first impressions. They might have been shy or or something else, which made them seem aloof. But they were nice, and they befriended other people in the organization, and they were a real asset to the group. And it makes me think of how that was a shallow decision on my part to judge. And it helped me reflect more when I meet new people to be more open. Additionally, when I apply these things to my life, sometimes I'll think, now do I want God to judge me that way? Do I want other people to judge me that way? And so I reflect on these things and it gives me a deeper relationship to the passages I'm reading. And it feels much more personal to me. And I realize that you will apply passages you're reading to your life and the things that you know about the world or things you've read or movies or videos or TV that you've seen. These are just an example to make it easier for you to make those connections. Also, these podcasts will be coming out on Wednesday and Friday. This is a Bible to Self connection. It's called Friendships That Could Have Led Me Astray. The Bible passage. There hath no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that ye are able, but will with the temptation also make a way to escape that ye may be able to bear it. That's from 1 Corinthians 10, 13. And I wrote this some time ago and have printed it because I think it's significant. I was trying to be prayerful about what God wanted me to share related to this passage. The thought that came to mind isn't one I've thought of for years and had preferred to forget. It's even more difficult to share with my readers. I know that God always knows the big picture and what someone needs to read at any given time or someone needs to hear at any given time. So here goes. I had moved to a new high school in a neighboring town. Shortly before the move, I had gone to a party with another. She introduced me to some friends of hers that went to the same high school I was going to go to after the move. I had been overeating because I was apprehensive about the move, but was confirmed comforted to have a couple of people I already knew there. They gave me their phone number to contact them once I had made the move. I was excited as I called them, thinking that it was wonderful to start with new friends in an unfamiliar school. They included me in everything. We met together as a group before school. We ate lunch together. We met after school. I had new friends, or so I thought. 
They seemed very popular and had a lot of attention from boys. They always seemed to have boyfriends who would pick them up after school and take them places. I started noticing things about my newfound friends. Sometimes they would cuss, unlike people I had been associated with in the past. I got the feeling that they drank and possibly used recreational drugs from things they said about parties that they had attended. I got the feeling that they were a little too friendly with many different boys, although I didn't have any proof, but just the piece had just put the pieces together from their conversations. I found a church in our new town and got very involved in the youth group there and developed new friendships. Years later, I thought about some of the ways that God has positively influenced my life. I realized that as a night as naive as I was, I could have gotten caught up in drinking drugs and promiscuous behaviors with boys long before I was ready for a more serious relationship. Unfortunately for me, fortunately for me, God gave me a way out of the friendships with those who could have led me astray. And again, the passage is, there has no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that ye are able. So with, will with the temptation also make a way to escape, that ye may be able to bear it. 1 Corinthians 10, 13. So I've shared this experience from my past, and it brings up lots of emotions. But even more emotions than that are the ones that I'm going to share with you now. And I haven't got it all together how much I'm supposed to say this, but I've got the feeling that I'm supposed to share this with you. Um, over the years, God has led me to share and to write a book of Bible passages that can influence your life because I love to read the Bible from cover to cover. So he led me to share how it's changed my life or the, my life or share the things that it reminds me of that I can re relate it in a more personal way when I read the Bible. And then somebody helped me, you know, told me that I should develop a blog and I did that. And, and then I thought, oh, well, God had it on my heart that I should start a blog for Christian overeaters because over 30 years ago, and now actually I figured out a few months ago, it's been 40 years ago, even though I weighed over 80 pounds more than I should have for my body size, I, I had tried so many diets and never could lose the weight. And one day I thought, I give up. I just can't do this anymore. So I sat down and I said, God, I, I can do it. I tried even my best diets and I tried to be good on it. And I, I just gained weight instead. I just can't do it. I give up. And if you ever want me to be thin, you'll have to take care of it yourself. And what is amazing, and I never expected when I said that prayer, because I was just basically giving up and allowing myself to be heavy always. But what was amazing is that very same day, God changed my life with the food, the eating, the compulsions, the obsessing over food or obsessing over being thin or obsessing over the scale or every time I was stressed that I would turn to food because it felt like I had a gnawing feeling in my stomach and it felt like I was sick to my stomach and that the food would make me feel better. But one of the things Christ showed me is that when I'm turning to food to calm me and help me during times of stress, 
then it's become a false god in my life and I'm not turning to God, to my Savior, to call me and be with me through stressful times. And it made a major difference in my life. And, and then at a point, I felt that, that I was being led to create a blog just for Christian overeaters, as I said, and to share those kinds of experiences in the past and in, you know, what I was currently going through. Because even though God allowed me to lose the weight 40 years ago, and keep the vast majority of it off, it is that times I'll slip back into those modes where I, I want to, because that's my weakness, I will think, oh, you know, if I just tried this, if I just did that, it would be okay, or I'm stressed and I, I feel like eating. And when I would start to slip back into those patterns, Christ would change my focus and let me know that I didn't want to go slip sliding back into those patterns. And he has influenced my life in so many, many ways. And over the years, since the first blog, he's led me to create 19 different blogs, plus this podcast. And the thing is, is that I, I really enjoyed being able to share how Christ worked in my life through these different blogs. I mean, some, uh, activities and things to share for people for a free VBS and that because not all churches can afford to pay for the big package deals for the the v vacation Bible school so one time he led me to do that and then there's another blog about it's not cool to bully where I searched the internet as much as I could and made um YouTube page pages with YouTube videos for different ages so that people could go to help them um, identify bullying, how to stop it, how to address it, how to prevent it for different ages, for preschoolers and elementary kids and junior high and high school and college and seniors and all and, and in the workplace. And that was another thing he led me to do. I mean, there's so many things. So there's 19 different blogs. All of them are Christian, except for one. And that's, I'm a retired teacher. So there's activities on there for families and teachers and anybody else. And all these things are free for people who need it. But the thing is, is what he wants me to share with you right now is I've basically stopped adding to all the blogs and have not shut them down because you can still access them. And, and there's a wealth of material I have put the vast majority of all the posts that are related to it on it or other ones like a Christian caregiver was when my dad was staying here, moved here and had Parkinson's disease and uh, a little over five years he was here. And then in, later at the veterans home, different things that helped me be the daughter and the support that I could be through Christ because there were times where it was hard, hard you helping somebody when they're grieving the loss of their, their ability to be independent, their mobility and all. And then I put the links on um, the best of a Christian caregiver so the person could access them. And then I have Christian caregiver support is another blog that I'm no, it's not a Christian caregiver support. Is 
Christian Overeaters Past and Present Support, where there's hundreds and hundreds of links of from the Christian Overeaters Past and Present blog that are there so people could get it. The thing that I'm trying to work toward saying is how God had it on my heart that I'm supposed to share that even though I loved all those blogs so much because I was sharing all the wonderful things Christ did in my life, Christ had it on my heart about six months ago to start doing biblical research and comparing things because I had seen some videos with Jay Warner Wallace and read some articles by him and others who say that a lot of people don't believe in Christ. They don't believe Jesus is their savior because they've had teachers, because they've had others who say the Bible is full of inconsistencies and lies. And, and they tell people, just check this section. You'll see that in this gospel and that gospel and that gospel, they say things differently and it's wrong and it's all lies. And how could Jesus be our savior if it's, the Bible's full of lies? And what God had on my heart was that I'm supposed to research this. And when I research it, I'm supposed to share it with people so they can see that there aren't inconsistencies. People say it differently. I mean, there are inconsistencies with how they say it. But so some things are inconsistent, but are they significant? So I analyze them, evaluate them. I, I research them in so many ways to see if they're significant. And as of yet, I have not ever found anything that's significant. For Usually it's related more to the different gospel writers write within their own writing style, as anybody does. They write their own, with their own style. Some have more details. Some have fewer details. Some only add to what they think hasn't adequately been recorded already. So if it's been adequately done, they don't address it, you know, and each does a different way, but they're not inconsistencies that are significant. So I will have a focus topic that I'm looking for to see if there are any inconsistencies, and even though I know from doing so much research on this that there are no inconsistencies. I always go through these things with an open mind that if there are some, I'm gonna tell you and then I'll analyze it and see if it's significant or not and I pray my way through these things. The thing, and so the only two blogs that I'm primarily adding to these days is uh, Biblical Proof, which is at https colon double backslash B-I-B-L-I-C-A-L-P-R-O-O-F biblicalproof.blogspot.com. Only that also has some other things that is biblical proof. It has the research, but it has other things. And the main one that I felt, felt led to create both that blog and this blog are the ones that I felt led to create to share the biblical research that God's led me to. And that one is called, Do Biblical Inconsistencies Really Matter? So that one you can get at https colon double backslash biblical inconsistencies, B-I-B-L-I-C-A-L-I-N-C-O-N-S-I-S-T-E-N-C-I-E-S dot blogspot 
B-L-O-G-S-P-O-T.com. And that one is only with the research that I've done. The thing that I think God wanted me to share with you on this is that this is what he wants me to do. Although I felt all those other blogs, the 19 blogs I made, but the 18 Christian ones were so, so very significant. And, and, and they are. And that's been a major part of my life for I don't know how many years. The thing is that this is what he wants me to do. Sharing with you and sharing the research, because I, I try to, on Fridays, I try to have one of the research things come out. I can promise you that I'll always have it on a Friday, but that's what my goal is, but it just depends. But the thing is, on the do biblical inconsistencies really matter, and the biblical proof, I put all of the research in its entirety on there so you could look at it and search it out and see if it's the same. I, I mean, I put the Bible passages, I analyze them. I mean, I really spend a lot of time doing this and praying my way through things when I run up against a brick wall and all of a sudden God, I don't have an idea to, oh, do it this way, check this out. All of these things, I mean, it's just amazing and it's invigorating and and a blessing that he's allowed me to do this. But the thing is, I'm supposed to share it with you of all the things I've done. And I have put on thousands of, of posts on these different blogs. You know, if you add them all up, it's thousands. But the thing is, this is the most significant thing that Christ has led me to do, is to check these things out, do the research, analyze to see if there are inconsistencies and then evaluate them to see if they're significant because it's so important because there are people being misled even as we speak who listen to some teacher or somebody on tv or youtube or something else who says that jesus isn't our savior because the bible's full of lies and inconsistencies and it's not true and so it's so important if God wants me to share this with you so you can pass this on to others so they can check to find out that the Bible is not full of lies and the inconsistencies that there are, which are not as major as people, I mean, many as people think, are not ever significant or have not been. After all this research, I have not find one, found one that was significant. And there were Quite a few times I thought one was going to be significant. And I prayed and prayed for how do I analyze all this and do right by it. But every time when I listened to that and went through all of that, they never were. And I feel strongly they probably never will be. But I have to stay open-minded because I have to be honest about all of this and approach it in a way that I'm willing to search this out and find whatever God wants me to find. But the thing is, he wanted me to share this with you. So that's important. In fact, I mean, I've been, he gave me this feeling, it was heavy on my heart before I started this podcast right now, that I'm supposed to share this with you. And it's like, okay, you know, and not knowing what I was going to say or why, but he knows why. So he wants you to hear it. And he maybe wants you to 
check these out here on whether you do it on the podcast because I have those like I said they usually come out on Friday or on either of the two blogs or you check out some of the other blogs but God has a reason and he wants you to hear this and so be prayerful about being open for, for the reason God wants because he always 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 sees the big picture I want you to know that since this is an example of the positive influence God has made on my life through the Bible, this podcast that I shared with you may not reflect all of the whole meaning of the Bible verses and passages I have shared. They're just how this particular Bible verse or passage related to my life and how it makes the Bible more personal to me in my daily walk with Christ. Thank you for joining us at Relate to the Bible. I look forward to you joining us next time where you will hear more examples of how you can relate the Bible in ways that are especially meaningful to you.